And three, two, one, action. And yes, at your own risk with Foley. And we're talking about marriage. What scares you most about marriage? Now, I've got my colleague, and he would always say friend. So, yeah, my colleague and friend. What do you mean? <laughs> I would always say friend, like it's a one sided relationship. Oh, my God. No, normally I would say colleague, right? But I remember that you scolded me that I have to say friend. So, yes. At that friend. So, so you're saying no, to because, me, that's what you're telling the, them. No, it's not that. The truth is that if I meet you on the road, your name will be like something rude, like your Samuel Road. Ah, Jesus. That's how it is. If I meet you in a bus, it's like, mm. oh, Kunle bus and all that. So it's, I don't know. Mm, maybe that's just how it is in my head, you know, mm. and all. So if it's like a social gathering, oh yeah, you're my friend. I don't know if that, yeah, you're my friend. I'm not like, but just I'm attaching like, oh, my colleague. I don't mm. know. Does that make sense? That doesn't mean that you're my friend. Let me stress you further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to use the name Finny just because Finny is like nice to call and I would, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay so let's talk about what scares you most about marriage though i know like i was shocked when you told me like oh you like to get married early i'm like hey for someone like me i don't marriage is not something i'm freaked about this the, the subject of marriage is one that uh is it's quite it's quite broad it's quite broad when i told you i'd like to get married early <clears throat> yeah it's because um it's something that growing up i i'd always look forward to as something i i don't know perhaps because growing up i had i i i had to grow, uh, become very mature quite early I, I i didn't really have that chance to be boyish or childish <laughs> so i guess um i was uh, looking forward to adult responsibilities quite early so i wanted to be father because i was already playing fatherly roles uh to my siblings you know and all of that so i wanted to see okay how it would how it would be to be a, a father of biological children and all of that and uh i began to prepare myself i looked at families looked at my immediate family looked around me things that i didn't like things i felt i wouldn't want to see in my own home when it comes eventually i began to really just work on myself study read and learn about marriage and all of that to see what i, I didn't know and what i could learn and all of that and one thing i can tell you that really scares me about the institution marriage um is becoming bored Board. boredom yeah. I think the the boredom part, I don't think it's a general thing, but mm. I know one or two people who are who have been like in relationships and they get bored. Mm. But for me, I don't think I, I'm that kind of person. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a general thing, right? But why do you like when you say boredom, like why are you getting bored? I just think um staying with a person for such a long time. I, I I come to begin to there's there's a tendency for see finish that that's uh, mm-hmm. to put it uh, <laughs> yeah there's a tendency to 
to over uh, to become so used to a person that you take them for granted mm-hmm. and even though the things that you once liked about them are still there but it, it's a thing with human beings because i've seen these things firsthand that people who were once in love and were the talk of the town spend five to seven years with one another and they look like strangers living in the same house so that scared me uh, the possibility that the, the the woman i like now the woman i love the woman who is my all and everything could become a stranger hmm. in the no. same house yeah you know, you know the thing is i feel like when you when people say you, you you feel like you might get bored i feel we we neglect that we're supposed to put in work uh. yeah that's why we get bored now for for you who um my my get bored i feel like you you you're you're waiting to receive uh. get? now you're waiting for this other person to to always come up with something new to spice up the relationship and when they don't do that it's like it's boring and you get bored of the person you get bored of the whole thing and all but i think um this other person who is getting bored is waiting is not doing anything because um if you jump on another thing it's just that new feeling like you get a new shoe we're excited you get something new there's that tingly feeling and all that but people i think people forget that love people forget that relationship people forget that marriage is work in the sense that you have to keep watering the flower you have to keep working you know thinking of things to spice up and it feels like it's stressful i don't know maybe this is just how i think um yeah i i actually agree with you how that it takes two to tangle now why i mentioned boredom as one of the things i feared was uh it was early on when i began to really think seriously about uh, the whole uh, s- uh subject of marriage and how i was getting closer to the age where i could now consider myself marriageable (laughs) 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 and so i I thought about it what if i don't like this person tomorrow so i began to look at my friendships and uh see okay have i grown bored with my friends i began to look at um people i once liked people who you know i would even call besties in those in, in in the past years over the years is the excitement um still as fiery Mm-hmm. as it once was and when i began to do these calculations and check i began to see, oh, check to see okay the the wane the reduction in that passion the reduction in fire uh, is it from my end is it from the end of the other person am i doing something to restore that fire and i began to see that even though boredom can come not because one person is mm-hmm. not putting in the work now you said something about how uh, it, it, it looked to you like i was expecting the other person to put in the work mm-hmm. but sometimes it is that you are putting in the work the other person is not willing to put in the work and it, it takes two to tango and you get to a point where you, you just become like see i keep doing this i keep doing this this person seems not to notice this person seems not to be interested in I mean, even even scriptures say it takes it can, can two walk together except they be agreed so what is bound to happen in that situation where one party is striving to keep the fire going obviously human beings uh, uh, passion wanes that's the thing about passion if you put firewood uh 
to cook over time as the fire burns hotter the fire would dissipate it it, it it turns into ash so you have to keep restoking it restoking mm-hmm. it restoking it with more wood but if one person is the only one restoking it will be a one-sided thing so eventually even if that person's passion is still burning and the other party's passion is not <laughs> eventually a, a, a kind of resentment will set in and the person becomes bored of the relationship and if they find someone else outside that seems to just put in a little work that seems to just appreciate uh-huh. the work that the other person is putting bam that's when you begin to hear stories that touch that oh uh-huh. ah, 15 years into the marriage ah he did this oh she did that 30 years into the marriage oh he did this she did that and it's uh, it's a legitimate fear on my part although i've tried to uh try to find ways around how it, that would not happen because for me, communication is key. And for that not to happen, I believe that the, the two parties must be willing to talk with one another about these things and uh, really just flesh it out for areas where, because human beings are human beings. Even no. the best of no. us are still human beings. So it takes constant working on ourselves, mm-hmm. being able to talk about these things like, babe, I'm not feeling you like before. You remember those days? Mm-hmm. You, know, you remember those days when you and I were like five and six and then try to relearn one another again. Oh, this is how we used to do it then. Oh, this is how it was then. And if both parties are actually willing to sit down, calm down and see like, okay, yeah, we're doing it this way before. Mm-hmm. How can we do it now, considering that things are not the same they were then, considering the dynamics of now, of our present situation, how can we still make this work? So for boredom not to happen, the two people must be willing to communicate and work. That's that's how I I see it. I I think this whole boredom thing, I think it's a thing of, it's a personal, I quite agree that the other person to have, um, you know, they have a role to play, but I feel like it's a personal thing whereby people you know you're a kind of person who get bored with things like um um which could also appear in very very little things around you and all of that and even if when this person is willing to work and is also committed in the relationship even it's normal like you're dating someone or you're with someone and then next thing you know when the whole butterfly feeling goes and then you're like oh how the heck did i end up with this person why why is his head so big why is his eyes like i don't like the way he eats oh Mm. you know those are the but I think one thing, I think this boils down to the question of what is love? Now, because mm. if love, I don't think love get, doesn't get bored, right, of the other person. And mm. l- for me, love is not that butterfly feeling, right? <laughs> okay, whatever. Well, anyways, love is about commitment. Like, I'm committing to love you and I'm committing to care for you. I'm committing to be patient. You know, the, the whole definition of love, like in the Bible, that kind of thing and all that. So it's I'm not saying it's not OK to get bored. Like it's it's OK to feel like ah, oh, the spice, the whatever is dying or the flame is dying. But now if you love this person, it's not to look elsewhere or to or to give up. The point is on to understand yourself and then like figure out like, OK, um, you know, and then communicate and all of that. That kind of thing. I don't know if you get where I'm going to. Yeah, I, I get, I get where you're going, 
Yes. Say I. Let's say now, <clears throat> Mr. A and uh, uh, Lady B. So Lady B understands that love is patient, love is kind, love will go thousand miles for you, and love will do all those plenty, plenty things. But Mr. A doesn't have that understanding. Mr. A believes if it doesn't work, if it's, if I'm not feeling it again, then it, obviously something is not working. Mr. A doesn't understand that, well, or he, he doesn't subscribe to the notion that uh, love is beyond just emotions. If this is Mr. A's mentality, well, one would also argue that, well, if you were with this person and you know that this is how this person thinks in the early stages, then why did you still end up with them? But the thing is that <laughs> sometimes the real person shows up later on mm. in the relationship. So I, I still stand by for 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 that boredom not to set in mm. the ideologist uh, like you said something about how you define love to be commitment yeah so if one person is defining that to be commitment obviously the other person also has to be defining it to be commitment because mm. if we have two people pulling uh, a vehicle that is stuck one shouldn't be pulling uh, backwards while the yeah, other is pulling yeah. forward mm. both have to understand and decide on where they want the vehicle to go do you want it to go back or do you want it to go forward and by the time this decision is made as to where what direction the vehicle should go then both parties can then work together so at the end of the day it's still uh, understanding mm-hmm. on, on both parts of the part of on both uh, parties part to you know, really decide on what they want mm-hmm. after having talked about it and, you know, work towards actualizing that. So well, that, that's the fear, that when you realize what you want, because I have been in situations where you tell a party, this is what I want out of this relationship. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This is what I want. But then they're not seeing what you're seeing. I remember asking a very profound question some time ago, like, oh, where do you see this going? And this person answered in a very nonchalant manner, like, like I asked a very outlandish question, like, what do you mean, where do you see this going? It will go where it will go, no, And I'm wondering, a vehicle will not just get you to your destination. You have to put it in the map and decide, okay, I'm going here. And I'm asking, where do you see this going? Where do you want to go with this? And you're saying, well, it will go, no, it will just go. <laughs> what does that mean? So, you know, you, you need to have both parties. Yes, both parties were in love. Both parties liked one another. But both parties didn't see things from the same plane, from the same point of view. So I guess it still boils down to perception, boils down to how people see things and what they're willing to do for that which they hold dear to their hearts. Yeah. Okay, so um, just because um, I'm timing and I really don't want to go above the time, I would like us to just, uh, if you can just list a um, few things I think are reasons why some people get scared of marriage, you know. Uh, I would also list one. I think the overall goal or maybe, I don't know, I feel um, divorce. Most people don't want to get into something and then it becomes like a failure you know like then we get divorced like why are we now getting married so i think that fear of getting divorced and all that don't even allow people to want to even step foot or say okay i really want to get married and i think another reason is trauma 
whereby um, where you're coming from, it's not a good place. Like what you see, mm. it's not something that you 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 want for yourself. And then those um, trauma has not been you know dealt with, and then you're just it somehow you know it has a way that um, it affects you, and then you're scared of getting married and all and then also things that we see around you know things we experience around and then you ask yourself is it really really worth it and all of that and um and also again you know when you chop breakfast like you know you've <laughs> you've had your heart broken so many times and you're like oh, i don't think this is for me i don't think marriage works for me i don't know do you have any other things okay yeah i think you've mentioned one very important part which is trauma and i think that has been uh uh, something that a lot of people can relate with because when it comes to marriage sometimes for some people they don't have many many good examples and so because of the lack of good examples of how this thing can be done successfully they, they it just enters into you if you see someone striking a match <laughs> consistently and not getting it right you will feel like for me to cook a meal i have to strike the match 15 times because that's how you've seen everyone else around you do it and you might not know that there is a method of doing it that you only have to strike once so that thing about uh, environment trauma mm. uh can be a huge factor why some people are scared like okay if all the examples of marriage around me are not good then why get into it in the first place so uh, i think that that would do it for a lot of people but for some for some other people it might not exactly be trauma for some people, it's, do I really want to tie myself to another person? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there are varying reasons, varying reasons for different people. But I think one, one, uh, one. I don't know if I told you before, like I had this misindependent vibe going on for me, but we move or I go on. Is <laughs> it not you that is good? <laughs> 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 Somebody yeah, has found that's why I you. said I, I'm not the type freaked out about marriage, but you know what? God's <laughs> changing my life. We move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, yeah, it's 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 like that for different people. For for a lot of people, is lack of good examples. Uh, for for some others, is uh, a lack of desire to to commit. Yeah, mm, that one, right? Mm. A lack of Adventure. desire to commit. They might be good people, but they just feel like, ah, Madam, see, how <laughs> will I, I will just, you, I'll be seeing your face every day. I mean, someone told me, if we're going to get married, you you have to be going out like, I don't <laughs> want to be seeing you every day. I know, I know, I know people <laughs> like that. Like they would want their spouse to be like away from them. And um, yeah, we'll to get to talk about that one, maybe in another episode. I know. All right. Mm. Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> I should be asking you if that is okay, all. Okay, no, I thought you wanted to say uh, any other thing again. Okay, well, mm, I think for now, yeah. uh, the, the ones I can pick off the top of my head are just the ones I've mentioned. Uh, lack of good examples from the environment and uh, fear of commitment. Yeah. True mm-hmm. sure that. All right, thanks so much, Fini. I really, really, really appreciate and uh, really, really, really appreciate you in return. Okay, so, um, anyways, I would love to know and also hear from you, you know, what makes you, you know, what, what makes you, you know, scared when it comes to getting married or entering that institution, as they say. All right, it's Foley at your own risk.